It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Salon. Kegelure at Venus Salon specializes in making a basic look bang. Located at 703 3rd Avenue North Birmingham or call 205-234-2743 and ask for Kegelure. Tell her the Empress sent you. Starting January the 7th, Love Lessons are going live on the Empire. We're going to learn about love, the types of love, and explore the reasons why we are or are not in love. Everybody is love and is made in the image of it, but what exactly are we reflecting? What are we drawing to ourselves? Let's learn about love together. Call in on Wednesdays at 8 Central with the Empress and guest co-hosts who too want to weigh in on what love means, how it's used to grow. Every Wednesday for the month of January at 646-478-5625 at 8 Central where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Yay! It's 2015! Oh my gosh. Got a little newness going on. This is your Empress. It is January the 4th. The 4th of January, 2015. It is a new year, a new year, new life. I got new commercials. Did you like them? I liked them. I had a blast this past year on the Empire and here on Blog Talk Radio uh, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. But this year we would like to extend or move that a little bit further past. You just listening to me, I want to listen to you as well. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot going on in the world and Everything that you have going on is not brand new. Let me just tell you, there's nothing that has happened uh, that won't happen again. That's including everything from political moves to love moves to distortions of the truth to theory. I mean, the world is just evolving. It's doing what it does. And so we have to do what we have to do as well. Things are not going to change if you don't do anything different. The definition of insanity is actually expecting something different to come out of doing the same things. That's cray-cray. That's not realistic. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to even try it this year. Listen, 2015 is going to be a new year for us. We're going to do it like never before. We're going to be more honest. We're going to have more guests. We're going to have more positions of thought that are outside of just what the empress thinks. Now, uh, I did say that this is uh, for you. This is also therapeutic for me. I want people to feel comfortable coming into the empire, saying their peace and having their say, and not feeling like, uh, yeah, I was pressured into saying that. Well, we're, we're going to just dispel all of those rumors and all of that lack, and we're going to have a good time here on the empire. Now, um, as you know, and if you don't know, you will know, I am the Empress. I am the Empress Cooper. I am a aspiring radio personality, and what I have been doing for the last now three years is expressing myself through radio blogs. Uh, I have a website, www.theempress.com, that's up and moving. We're trying to tweak some things on that still because we want to get it to where it is interactive. When, sometimes on the show here, we've extended ourselves talking and talking and talking, and other people are texting me saying I can't get my thoughts out. So what we want to do is extend past the show into the blog, also on my web as well as on any of the uh, social feeds that I am on. 
Of course, you can find me on Twitter. You can also find me on Black Planet. But primarily, you can find me on Facebook. You know, this was born out of that idea. And I think if you're not on Facebook in these days, you are just going to be left behind. There's nothing more challenging than competing in a world of talk. Right now, it seems that everybody wants to do this. Uh, uh, Many are uh, coming out of the woodwork to say their piece, to have their say. But I'm not sure that everybody is meant for this. I know for sure very few things. You know, there's not a lot that I'm absolutely, totally, totally sure of. But I'll say this. Um, I want to say what I have to say in a way that is uh, edifying. I want to say what I have to say, not in a way to downplay anybody else's position. Uh, It is a truth of mine and a transparency that I share myself with my listening audience. I think in doing so, I'm able to find better clarity for my personal life, but it also opens up the possibility of others being able to express themselves as well. Now, the way that you dedicate your life to your legacy has been examples all through the year for me, and it's been so, so telling. And I'm going to tell you, whether or not you make a purposeful move in your life, whether or not you say something that is profound or not, it is what is going to be left when you leave. Let me say that again. When you leave here, you leave a legacy, whether it's on purpose or whether it's just an oops. People will have things to say. Uh, hell, people say what they want to say about you right now while you're living, but I think the most important legacy uh, is what is evident in the practice and ability to be practiced in a progressive way after you've gone on. Of course, today is a sad day in the world of sports, and just in the family, uh, Mr. Stuart Scott, who lost, well, he would say that he um, went to a, a different level of fight with cancer. Uh, Mr. Stuart Scott, who was diagnosed with cancer in 2007, and, of course, he is a world-renowned sportscaster who uh, started his fight back in 2007. Him doing so did not change his ability to do uh, everything that he could for himself, for his family, for his work. It is who he is. And I tell you, it was so moving to see people of all ethnicities ethnicities, all backgrounds, whether they were sports fanatics or not, people who were young, people who were old, of all races, have such moving and beautiful things to say about Mr. Scott. I have never, um, you know, been a sports fanatic. I do enjoy sports, but I do recall his love of the game. I mean, he spoke as if he was right there. Now, Some of the most profound things that he had to say were, I think, in the throes of his accepting his disease process and deciding to live instead of uh, succumbing to cancer. Although we don't even know what type of cancer he had, he did say that it was not colorectal cancer, which I think is one of the greater uh, chances or statistical cancers for black males. But he uh, began that fight in uh, November of 2007, and when I tell you, I remember the SB speech. I remember his uh, determination to fight with everything that he had, and one of the most profound things that he had to say is that he had decided, he decided purposely to live. He said that you only lose when you stop fighting. And he said that um, 
him fighting was more so for his children, that he did not want his girls to grow up without a father. And even in the interview um, or the, the, the preface to his uh, SB speech, it was just so amazing, the love that was evident. It was palpable how he felt about his daughters, how he felt about their uh, life, what he wanted for them in their life. I can't imagine ever having believed that um, – uh, anybody could articulate such profound words, like without even um, a, a, a blink. You know, it, it, it almost sounded scripted, but it was so evident. His wife or ex-wife at the time was in the uh, audience with their children, and he had a girlfriend. And it, it speaks it speaks volumes when the the legacy or the evidence of a man and his stand for the right things can keep. Uh, even a blended family together, um, it, it, it's unbelievable to me. It was so, so powerful. And just to see the response that his daughters had to just hearing those words. And I'll tell you, when you can hear evidence, love, uh, it, it, it does something. It is, it is unbelievable. I can't say, and I am 41 years old, I'm an old woman, that I've heard um, just unprovoked I love you from a family of that sort outside of situation. And you know what? It is so on time, not his death, but his legacy, his speech of love and that being evident uh, in his work and everything that he does with what's coming up in January here on The Empire. We're going to be talking about love. We're going to be talking about the types of love. We're going to be talking about love all the way around. So I'm going to learn. You're going to learn. But just to hear this man talk about the love that he has for his daughters was just moving, and it made my heart light to hear that and to understand that even in death, you can't remove something that is evident and that is passionate like that. It is just that. Uh, I think that there's no better way to express your love except for to just say it, to show it, to be it. I mean, no excuse of it. He never made an excuse of not being able to still broadcast, which he said was his passion. He did that. He did that until he could not do it anymore. He participated in all types of sports sporting events all over the world, even in his trek to try and cure his cancerous process. Uh, they showed little snippets of him, you know, and of course he's a human being and he was, you know, at, at some points taken um, by by hurt. Um, and, and, and who wouldn't? I mean, to, you know, when some, it's different when you have a tragedy that strikes and doesn't give you a positioning to be afraid or give you a, a time capsule to jump in and say, okay, I'm going to be afraid because this may happen. It's different in that than when you are told that you have a disease that you are not uh, sure of how it can be cured. Uh, he went four years in remission, and, again, it showed up uh, after him being in remission. But he never stopped fighting, and I think that his legacy is profound. I saw many a text and many a, a tweet and many a blog on his life. Uh, I think that 
this is the essence of the kings that we need in our particular community, the black community, just forever striving for the betterment of his legacy. I mean, he had cancer. You know, um, you know that didn't stop him from trying to provide for his kids. That didn't stop him or become a stumbling block for him to be civil and cordial with the mother of his children. This, that didn't stop him from even trying to find love outside of his uh, grave uh, prognosis. He decided to continue to do that. And everybody that he came in contact with uh, after learning that they had the same, you know, curative or was in the process of, of you know, cancer treatment. He embraced that. And I, and I think that speaks a big volume, too. I don't mean to go on or on and on about it, but I tell you, I was in tears. I was in tears um, at learning it. I saw so many different um, uh montages and and testaments to the effect that he's had on people's lives and it's beautiful there's nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with having uh something good to say that's evident like i want that i i mean you know people may think that it's weird to say that uh you would want to leave something of substance but i think that to not is the more uh, disgusting. I think that he made a purpose. He made a choice, and he said it. I decided to live. Uh, we're going to talk on a whole different subject, but I had to get that out because it really touched me today to see that, you know, people are just human. People have a lot of different things going on in their lives, and even in death, we can still we can still celebrate and we can still uh, have life. We're going to take a short little break and then we're going to come back to the empire. Even though the empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at empresscooperdavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.theempress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Yes, I am the Empress. I'm here. I'm you. Are you ready? Woohoo! All right. All right, all right, all right. Listen, we're going to have a good talk tonight, and I want to go ahead and lay down the empire. We don't really have rules here. We just like for people to feel open, able, and uh, capable of saying whatever their truth is, whatever they would like to share or not. Now, I, I, you know, I have said it before, and maybe I need to make a commercial on that. You can say what you want, and we're not gonna hold it against you. I think that it's 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 telling when you have a show that has disclaimers that prevent you from saying whatever your truth is, particular to the topic matter. You can't get on here and just be clowning and talk about somebody and ain't saying nothing, but you just mad. Just say you mad and you pissed off. And you want to get this off your chest, and that's one thing. We'll we'll let you do that. The other thing is, is if we open up your line and you don't want to say anything at all, that is absolutely fine, too. Now, we have a topic tonight that was evolved out of a situation. It always is, and it's not actually a personal situation of mine because, well, let's just see. The topic tonight, the topic tonight is just 
knowing what your role is, okay? I, I, I think I've even had a show topic this same way before, and I did not want to um, necessarily uh, recapture that same essence. But the thing is, is that it came out of a situation, an introduction of sorts, uh, of myself to a person who was married, okay? I didn't know, neither did his hand show, and neither did his actions show that he was married, okay? And I'm going to say this up front and and. Obviously so, because I'm going to tell you, this is not a topic that is foreign. People want to act green like they ain't got no idea of what this is, and they never heard of it. They don't know nobody who do this kind of stuff. They don't know uh, nobody who's had relationship with someone who is, um, I guess, married, uh, had a full down and dirty relationship with someone who is married. I'm talking about just all the way in. And I thought, okay, what how did I get how did I miss it? Like what what did I not do? Because first of all, there are certain things that I personally thought that only single people did. Okay. I I, I thought that there were some things that only people did who were uh, hmm, single, uh, living by themselves, um, not sharing any children with, you know. I think that there's a grade of expectation that you have when it comes to a singledom. And it made me have to go and look up some things. Now, let me just kind of lay the foundation to you about it because it it didn't quite come out of nowhere. I was talking, no, I was at an event at an establishment here in town and minding my own business, truly. Not and, and people who know me know I'm a little bit of a flirt, but this was not even that. This was just so just innocent. I was just being me. And I was actually sitting outside of the establishment because it was just too hot in there. People were just talking. It was actually a chit-chat session going on. It was ridiculously hot. Went outside, kind of sat there, and struck up a conversation um, with the people who were out. Now, there were couples out there. There are lots of people out who were just having their time. You know, they, they, they obviously were together. Um, I don't think any of the people on the outside there were married, um, but they were obviously together. There was obviously a relationship of sorts that had uh, more to do with, I would say, committed interests or romantic interests because it was just obvious. I think some sometimes we need to kind of define what that is because people just get it twisted. They, they do some things that may or may not or can kind of fall on both sides. I don't know, but let's just say it. Uh, these people were together, okay? So I was the only single female there in this grouping of people talking, and I'm absolutely comfortable with that. Um, and on my, you know, just being where I was, dude walked straight up to me, and, you know, I'm kind of green with lines. And I think now when I think in retrospect, I think he was feeding me a line from the very beginning. Um, he said, do I know you? 
And I said, no, I think I would remember you if you knew me, and I'm sure you wouldn't forget me. You know, I talk a lot of Spanish. You would not You would not have to ask that question if you know me. You would definitely know this is the info, okay? Listen, he gives me his card. He makes strong eye contact. No, I was not inebriated. Neither was he. Everybody was totally lucid, but... He offered his card, and he said, whenever I have time, give me some of yours, uh, and we can talk. Now, the particular interest that I have in him was purely professional at first. The longer the back and forth of just communications, and it wasn't like meet me here or anything like that. It was just purely just casual. There was no relationship. I've not spent another day one-on-one with this person, but it was obvious there was some type of chemistry because there was a back and forth. I think that because I'm single and because I do desire a relationship, um, that it must have, you know, trans, I must have put something on the atmosphere that made him feel like I was, single and up for conversation. I don't know. I I can't really even place it because I didn't do anything extracurricular. I don't know what made him feel like it was okay to continue to talk with me, go back and forth with me, that sort of thing. Now, after, hmm, that was probably in the August, June, July, August of this past year, and just recently, because I'm on social media so much, I went onto a website um, that had to do with the football loss that Alabama had, and lo and behold, I see a picture. Not only do I see a picture, I see a picture of him, his wife, another couple, and his hand out of his pockets. Now, I don't have not the best recall, but I know for sure one of the very first things, if I'm getting any type of chemistry from a man um, who's attractive, who seems to be in my quote-unquote type, I'm going to check that hand. You know, that's just that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to just keep moving, act as if you're not paying attention. I particularly check the hand. The hand was there. As a matter of fact, there was not even a place on the hand, and I'm saying on the hand, but there was no indention where a ring should have been. There's no discoloration where a ring should have been. And in my opinion, every essence of this person, even in his interactions inside of this establishment, was of a single man. But this picture spoke volumes, spoke different. So, 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 so much. And so immediately, immediately, the same way that I had been contacting him, I contacted him again, and I let him know that I am absolutely floored that you're married because you gave no intentions, any intentions, H-I-N-T, chuns, of being a married man, and his immediate response 
where other texts that I had sent, which is what you're doing, um, you're going out this weekend, that kind of thing, you're going to the spa, blah, 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 that kind of thing, turn into an immediate response like in like mm, uh, 40 seconds of you never asked. Now, first of all, I deleted my boo button. I was sick because it seemed to suggest that men who are married should not follow any extracurricular protocols, even if they're married. And I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I felt like that was very inappropriate. I also felt like there was nothing more um, disrespectful to uh, uh, another woman's or man's relationship than obviously being forward with someone who is married. Now, there's a difference between knowing and not knowing, and there's a difference between the presentation of and not the presentation of. So, I, you know, that started the whole conversation, and um, he's offered to do a show with me a little bit later, uh, not on this show because he has events. He's a, you know, pretty – progressive and very busy guy, but he said that his intentions uh, were not any other way. And I said, well, I just don't think that that's so. I think that he presented himself in a way that was like a single man. And his question was like, what do you mean a single man? I think that you can absolutely introduce yourself non-verbally just by showing up and acting in a way that is not becoming male or female. And it's not a male bashing show. I'm just telling the truth. I'm telling you like it is, fool, you've married. I'm going to need you to act like you're married. Now, I did a little bit of research, and you know I do, because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just tripping. Now, several of the social media groups have done polls on this very thing because a lot of people feel that, Social media in any sort, whether it's just texting um, phone to phone, whether it's the use of social media types like Facebook, uh, uh, Tango, uh, Glide, Glide is slowly becoming one of my favorites, and other social media, that it is like it helps people cheat. Now, I, I didn't think that that was true. I, I absolutely, I'm not even sure whether or not I have even changed my mind about the subject. And a little bit later on in the show, we're going to have a guy who's pretty candid about saying this truth uh, or telling the truth about whatever it is, who could probably best uh, sum it up in a male's point of view. But for right now, we're just going to get straight statistics. Statistics say that by a tango poll, which is a, a phone-to-phone or a uh, media device that allows you real-time Skype conversation said that only 5% of women who have found out that their mate has cheated and mates to be either married or in a significant relationship, only 5% of them said that would leave. Let me say it again. Only 5% of these tricks have found out and left, okay? I'm going to stab my dog. But, yes, these women know that there's cheating. They know that there's deception, and they have decided to still stay. 22% of 
current partners have uh, have cheated. It says 22% of partners have cheated on their current partner and have used social media as a means to do so. Now, I, 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 I couldn't believe that that was too bad. I think that's pretty good if we want to give it any level of good uh, to cheating. Um, and this was male and female, so there was no gender-specific information. This was just cheating. Okay. Now, they also defined relationship as having a serious romantic involvement, having a romantic relationship, whether it's committed on paper through marriage, i.e. marriage, or having an intimate relationship that is either a one-night stand or an ongoing relationship. Now, these, this is the statistic. Now, I, I wouldn't have counted all of these one-night stand people because, you know, people just freak it. They do all kinds of crap now. Um, it says that of the 22% of people who have cheated on their significant other through the use of social media, 40% of those people did it with friends. She's just a friend. She's just somebody that I met. You know, this is somebody that I may or may not have known before, my significant other. Uh, oh, amazing. And then 35% of these people cheat with coworkers. Hmm. Now, hmm. Okay, then it started to break down <laughs> these groups of people determining on what type, how people defined relationships. Uh, dating is defined as having a romantic relationship with someone, period. That's, that's the end of it. I thought it was going to be more than that, but that, that's just what it said. When you have a romantic relationship with someone but it's non-committed, that is dating. So you can actually date multiple people at the same time. In most instances, it is in the uh, uh, definition of having a sexual relationship with that person that is not committed just to that person. Now, on the other hand, a single person, now that's a dating person, a single person is having romantic relations with someone without any expectations of a serious relationship. So it just depends or what you expect or not. Now, platonic relationships um, are relationships that have no romanticism to them. But guess what the percentage is of the people who have turned to that platonic friend for that sexual favor or for that emotional needing? or to divulge extra information to that person because, you know, you I knew them before I even started dating you. So this is my friend. Yes, I know she's a girl, but this is my friend. Like, this is, like, stupid, 63%. It also gave these statistics, and, of course, this, you know, when people talk about cheating, when people talk about infidelity, unfortunately, it is all, well, not always, but most often spoke of in the air of men, when men cheat, when men are um, have infidelity, when men step out of the relationship. Of course, women are able to as well. It is very, very 
very easy for men to step out of relationship as easily, uh, women to step out of relationship just as easy as it is for a man. But for some reason, a lot of these polls don't say that. Now, it said this, which was interesting. Okay, 60% of husbands, and this was in a man's magazine. You can go on to men's health online and look up these statistics because they're there, and I'm not just pulling them up. I said this year I was going to start to give my references because I've been accused of being a male basher. I'm not a male basher. I love men. I think they're great. But 60% of husbands cheat on their wives is what it said. 60% of husbands cheat on their wives. And this is not just sexual cheating. This is having a romantic relationship with someone whom they're not in um you know, in a relationship with who they're not in a commitment with. And it said of those 60% of cheating husbands, 70% of those women didn't even have a clue. Okay? So I don't know if that helps or not, that they don't know. I don't know if the numbers are even higher, um, but the higher percentage is this to that statistic. 93% 93% of those men said that they wouldn't voluntarily tell. But if they got found out after immediately um, denying that they would, they, they would go ahead and they would, would tell tell the truth. Now, that's sad to me. Like, I don't want to be grinning and smiling and not even know what my husband doing. And they're saying of the 30% of women who do have a clue, they find out by snooping. 59 to 69% of the women who find out for sure and actually follow through with divorce hire an investigator of some sort. Now, when they say hire an investigator, it's not really like a real detective or someone. They go on a spree to find out. They uh, recruit girlfriends. They recruit some of his friends. They find out some of the things, like going through his phone and, and things like that. But why, if you're so happy, why, if you're in a committed relationship, would you need to worry about what's in your dude's phone? Like, I'm I'm just gone by the simple fact that there are men who are practicing living as if they are not and I'm going to stab this dog. Um, uh, yes, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, these men are living as if they are single, and the women know about it, and instead of leaving, most of them continue with the charade until they get proof. And after that, they just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, one other statistic, and I wrote it down. I'm trying to find it here. But those were, those are bad enough. I mean, like, how many more do I need to show? I don't want to, like, fill up uh, the, the show with saying negative things about men, but I think that men and women are able to do the same things. And I would take a quick 
break, and then we're going to come back and open up the lines. We have a couple people on the lines, and I just want to know what you think. Now, I personally have an opinion, and I leave my opinion to the end, but let's see what you think. Maybe you think something totally The first impression is a lasting impression, so what you look like does matter. Start the year off with a new look, a change, a beginning for 2015. Portia at Soho's Beauty Salon specializes in silk press and full head extensions. She's located at 231 State Farm Parkway, Homewood, Alabama. Or you can call for an appointment at 205-807-1736. Tell her the Empress sent you. Are you tired of nails that lift or lose their shape or they weren't even shaped right to start with? You can tell a lot about a man by his shoes and you can tell even more about a woman by her hands. At Finger Paint Studios, Ebony is able to find the inner beauty, your professional personality, or the downright diva that you are. Check her out at her new location, located at 1914 Ingley Avenue at Tuxedo Junction next to KFC. Walk-ins are welcome, and she's open from 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, or you can call 205-601-1995. Tell her the Empress sent you. Starting January the 7th, Love Lessons are going live on the Empire. We're going to learn about love, the types of love, and explore the reasons why we are or are not in love. Everybody is love and is made in the image of it, but what exactly are we reflecting? What are we drawing to ourselves? Let's learn about love together. Call in on Wednesdays at 8 Central with the Empress and guest co-hosts who too want to weigh in on what love means, how it's used to grow. Every Wednesday for the month of January at 646-478-5625 at 8 Central where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. So bad. But you know what? We aren't. Ooh, Lord, we can't talk about love right now because we're talking about these men and women. And, yeah, let's be fair. Let's be fair. There are men and women who do not represent themselves in a way that is telling of what their status is. I mean, half the people on social media skip altogether the line that says, are you in a relationship, and, and, and the co-complicated thing, we've talked about that before. I want to open up the lines to talk to you about what you think. What do you think? Is there a rule that goes along with your status? 1736 is the last four digits of your phone number, and if you are there and can hear me, please just say you don't want to speak, but if you do want to speak, this is your time. 1736, are you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can. Hey. Hey. I don't have anything to say right now. (laughs) You don't have anything to say right now, but that's okay. If you would just please hang out with us, maybe you'll have something to say later. And, of course, I was supposed to give my little disclaimer. The last four digits of your phone number is how I recognize you on the phone line. I will introduce you by those four numbers, and if you would like to let me know who you are, that's fine. But I try to keep people's privacy to themselves. I let people be who they want to be, and I don't expose anything that you don't want to expose just because I'm transparent. I tell it all don't mean that you have to be. Let's go to our next caller, 4122. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, Empress, it's Michael Teague. How are you? Good evening, and it's a pleasure to be back on your show, The Empire. What's up? What's up? Yay! Listen, 
This yes. is Michael, and let me tell you, Michael don't mind telling you like it is. Michael going to tell it. It's just going to be told, and you're going to just have to get with it. How about it? Hey, Empress, Happy New Year. I think the last time I was on your show, it was actually last Sunday, and it was uh, 2014. We are now yeah. in a new year. So I want to yes. say, first of all, Happy New Year to you and to your listening audience. Empress, listen, I just want to say that I love the commercials. So professionally done. Very, very well oh. done. I, I am very impressed. No, no, seriously, very, very impressed. I've been listening for about 10 minutes and just wanted to say that too. Very, very well done. I appreciate hearing this. Thank you. I have been trying to get those commercials done for about a year. <laughs> I you, had, you did it well. I had some other, uh, thank you. I had uh, a lot of help from my guys at 107.7 FM here in Birmingham, Alabama. They always are so open to helping me, letting me know that they got my back. I feel like that's the only way that you can get things done by going to the people who who get it done. So I've just tried to connect up with you, which is one of those things. And um, I feel like this is a perfect conversation for you because I don't Thank know. You. I don't know how how people get away with just not answering to this because I think that infidelity is just almost commonplace now. And it's not just the sex part. It's about the misrepresentation of self and commitment that I had the issue with. And I'm not sure if you heard me at the beginning of the show. This show was really born out of – I was going to skip having a show today. I was going to start my whole brand-new year with uh, my love lessons, and there was an event that occurred and almost a challenge to me about representing oneself as if he was single. Now, mm-hmm. I think that there are certain things and certain actions that just equal up to a non-spoken I am single. Do you agree or disagree? There are certain actions that lead up to or indicate that one is single. <clears throat> I, I think, I think, Empress, that if assuming that one is being honest, mm-hmm. then yes, there are certain actions that can indicate one's singleness, or at the very least, one's mm-hmm. interest. And I, I think mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's more a matter of one's interest. And my, my words say or suggest that I'm single, then, yes, those words need to be consistent with, with my actions. You understand what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't know that there are single behaviors, if you will, or, or married behaviors. I mean, two people are married, obviously, it's going to be some, some mutual action. And if somebody's married, unless they tell you they're married, then they're going to approach you and deal with you only in a professional manner. You understand what I'm trying to say? I do, but how is it that you can be honest, like you say, and be uh, truthful when there is not really a word exchange? There's just casual exchange. It's just like saying good morning. I don't, I, because the situation is this I'm sitting outside of a social area and I'm approached by someone, and to me, it's not like everyone else, and I don't think I was experiencing any level of euphoria or anything, anything out. I mean, it was just, I was just out there, and out of all of the people who were in and out of this establishment, because there was a a spoken word in one part, and then there's just a casual area on the other part, so it's a social place, women and, and men, at the same token, this particular guy 
came straight to me, All right. uh, made kind of chit-chatty conversation, let me know that I got his attention and wanted to make sure that he was able to get back in contact with me afterwards because he gave me his card and asked mm-hmm. me to make time for him. So how is how is what truth comes out of that, or what is what was not honest, or what did I misinterpret? Let me ask you a question. He he said that he wanted to get in touch with you. I mean, did he say did he specify whether it was business related or personal or both? Hmm. I don't know. Right. Right. And I mean, and, and see, for me, Empress, I, I think. I'm, I'm, I've become, how can I put it, more of a concrete thinker, and maybe I could say it better. When in doubt, I ask for clarification. For example, I went out last night with the person I met at a Christmas party. Now, now it, interesting, right, how words can be misinterpreted unless you gain clarification. So we were at, a, uh, we were at an establishment, and I said to her, do you have a curfew? I don't. I need to work curfew. Do you have a time that you need to be home? All right. Now that that, that could be interpreted in any number of ways. Now listen to what she said. She said, "Well, why do you ask?" And so I said, "Because after after we finish bowling, maybe you want to go grab a cup mm-hmm. of coffee." You understand? I said, "I don't. I don't have to. There's no time that I need to be in bed." Now, what she so she didn't assume. What I was asking, although maybe in her in her mind initially, okay, was this is this guy trying to fool with me? And that wasn't on my mind. You understand? So in the absence of a clear statement, she asked for clarification. And when I gave her that clarification, she then she then told me what time she preferred mm-hmm. to be home. So in this situation, in this situation, perhaps when this gentleman approached you and said what he said, it may have been an opportunity to get, to gain clarification. In particular, if his tone of voice may have suggested that his interest was more personal than business, if you follow. Well, you know, I think that someone not being, um, I guess you could say, interested in you. So you know how, right, how so you, can- I'm sorry, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, I was going to say. No, no, no. So you concluded that his interest was personal rather than business. Yes, I did. I absolutely did. Only because. Because. Okay, because he did not know me from a can of soup. Okay. Um, I was not in empress mode at this particular event. Uh, All right. Several people, several people knew me probably in the event, but I had never, ever been introduced to this man, never been Facebooked or anything else by this man. I don't – this – I had nothing telling of what I was there for other than just being a patron like everybody else there. So right. for me to – for me to get his business card when he was not the only business person there and for right. me to get this singled it felt like singled out uh singled out attention and I don't I don't know 
anything other than me just being a little bit conceited and saying I was cute. I was cute sitting out there at the time. You were looking good, girl. You were looking good. You were looking good. I was looking good. Had your nails did, had your hair did, everything was nice. I did. I was trying to be but. I was just being me, and and, and I really wasn't exactly. even saying anything. I don't know how long he saw me before, but we were having a discussion out at the the table on the outside of the establishment, but I don't believe, I'll just say that, I don't believe that I had said or done anything extra to warrant him, mm-hmm. you know, extending himself. Did you sense that he was married for... Did did he have a ring on? That he had. He, no, he had absolutely no ring on because I was there. I'm gonna be 100. You know how we do. We I'm gonna be 100. He's a very very attractive man. He's absolutely right. my type. Okay. He wouldn't okay. even know that, but he's he was my type. He right. made a point to show me his hand because he gave me the hand. He got the card out of this little thing of cards out of his pocket, and he handed me with his left hand the card. And I thought it was odd because he was obviously right-handed. He did a lot of gesturing and stuff with the other hand, and he kept his hands outside. So I made sure that I was not going to uh, flirt in this atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah, I checked him out. I checked him out. Yes, I did. So do you, in light of the exchange between you and he, uh-huh. What what is your what is your apprehension or concern? Do you think he was being dishonest? You understand what I'm saying? Because I mean, on its surface, it seems like a man who was at an event, you were at the event, he saw you, he noticed you. Evidently, you were attracted to him, and he reached out to you. He gave you his card, uh-huh. but the the interest was personal. So, it, what what's your apprehension? My apprehension, well, first of all, I don't know if it's apprehension because I would say this. Had he a ring on his finger, I would not have taken his card. I don't care if he was the CEO of whatever. I just know that in the the mode of how I got his card, it was a come on, okay? I think Mm -hmm. probably that my eyes tell a lot more than my mouth most times if I'm interested in somebody because I just got some big old Googlers. I think it was mutual that he was interested. He made sure, as a matter of fact, he said, I'm going to go in here for a little bit, but stay right there. And I said, okay. "Okay." So So I stayed right here. You think think he's married? I know know he's married because let me tell you, after after several months, and I'm going to tell you, I think, like I was saying, I think this happened in June, July of okay, this, this past, past year. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. this happened. And then suddenly, which whenever Alabama uh, lost, not this current game, the first game that they lost because we only lost two, whenever they mm-hmm. lost that um, game, uh, he posted a picture. And that oh picture was right with with him. And his wife, another oh couple, God. 
and it was just like, uh, and, and, and I'm telling you, I'm not one of those soft women that, like, try to blast people because I think this is a, I saw, I saw bigger than this. Now, had I been having a relationship with this dude, whether it mm-hmm. was casual, he had taken me out to lunch or something like that, I would have just blocked, deleted, don't want to talk to you no more because I think that you're shady. But that's not what happened. I just simply, after I saw that post, where his hand was obviously out, where his hand was obviously ringed, where he is obviously married, it scared the bejesus out of me because I know what I could have been talking to. And and this is the other thing. Like I feel I feel jilted, not not jilted, but I felt misled because he told me to call him or text him at whenever. Mhm. Okay. And I did. There have okay. been times where I was out to two or three o'clock in the morning and was like, "Where, where are you at? I want mm. some waffles." And it was just—it was not a booty call. It was just I like the chemistry of this dude. You know, if I wanted to bed him, I could have bedded him that night. But mm. Lord have mercy, something filled up my spirit, and it wasn't Jesus when I saw. <laughs> when I saw that picture with that ring on his finger, it. It made me nauseated because it put me in the line of disrespecting someone who obviously, and this is not someone who is not a low-profile person here in our area. People know this dude. I don't know him. You know, I I don't know any specifics. As a matter of fact, one of my um, friends on one of the social media contacted me and said that, you know, I saw that you were at this spot and my friend was at this spot. I said, y'all would go good again. I said, oh, he gave me his card, girl. What what you know about him? I don't think he's married, blah, blah, blah. And so that was more of a, you know, because there's nothing, there was nothing in this man's aura, in his walk, in his talk, and his response to me was asked. He said, "You, you, I said, so you're married. I said, thank you for telling me that you're married. He said, "Uh, you didn't ask. I said, don't you think it is appropriate to disclose your relationship so as not to, you know, get on, you know, get confused about, you know, the interaction or whatever? He said, oh, you must have had some kind of feeling for me or something. You was like, I didn't know you was liking me like that. I said, hold on, you know, just dial back. Come on back because your ego is out now. I'm not saying that anything could have. You are attractive. Yes, you are an attractive guy. And I think that it spoke volumes to the capability that he has to have women come at him. But the very reverse is what happened, actually. I'm minding my own business. He came into my space and invited me into his so why, why, why my, that's my issue. Why is it, why do so many people feel comfortable with misrepresenting themselves out in the world? And even if we don't say uh, out, because this was like a little social area, even on social media, okay, there are pictures, there are all different levels of, of statuses, and there's nothing even on his status that suggests that he's married. You would have me, to be. Exactly. You'd have to Go see ahead. 
let me Edwards, let, yeah. let me let me speak to that. I, I think I think it's a few things. I think first of all, obviously this man is comfortable with infidelity. He's comfortable with it, although, as my former co-host, Amira Ryan, has said on a few shows that we had, a Real Relevant Raw radio show that I, that I, as you know, I hold on Monday night, he's a squad mm-hmm. cheater. Now, he's going to take, now, so basically, he took his ring off in, in, in order to approach you, but then he took right. it with his wife. I mean, so that's a sloppy cheater. All right. That said, he blew up his own spot in the same jersey. So, so, so there are people, empress, who are who are comfortable fidelity. So for them, it is it is they have no moral problem with being unfaithful. Now we can we can then slice that more, if you will, and say, okay, well, why can someone become comfortable with cheating? And I mean, we can deal with that a little bit, you know. But right now, suffice it to say that there are people who are comfortable with cheating and. As a result, it's in their best interest to misrepresent their marital status because they want to be unfaithful. All right, so then it, then it begs the question, why are some men, and some women, let's just talk about men for a second, why are some men unfaithful? I think he's a statistic that he said that 60% of all married men cheat. Now, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's a few things. One, I think either that man never intended to embrace monogamy or uh-huh. in the course of the marriage he, for lack of better words, forsook monogamy in his own heart and mind. See what I'm saying? You could be married but not be committed to monogamy. Uh-huh. All right. Also, I think that it never, let me just say this to any woman listening tonight, cheating is a man's choice and it's not your fault. A, a man can have the best marriage and cheat or the worst marriage and cheat. So I'm not saying that there are women who don't do things to make their husband miserable because, I mean, I would be a fool to say that, to, to think that that was not the case. And I'm sure that there are women who, because of any number of things, make their husband miserable. Now, how about this? That is still no excuse for cheating. A man cheats because he wants to cheat, period. I'm a man. Uh-huh. If I cheated, it's because I wanted to cheat. And I and you know what? I can have the best woman on the planet. I can still cheat. Or I can have the most unsupportive, unloving, disrespectful, or I can have the best wife and not cheat, or the worst wife and not cheat. Bottom line, ladies, you cannot make your man cheat. So 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 how, don't don't blame yourself if your husband cheats. It's his choice or your boyfriend. And I'm saying this as a man. It's not your fault. So do you think um people who are not married can cheat? Like okay. Of course. Okay. Okay. Okay, cuz see I think okay. It's hard to even get out because I think that most women define cheating different than men, and men only see cheating as sex. You know, like it's just like if you right. are sex, and I've even had, yeah, like that's the only well, way that that I'm cheating. But the thing is, is aren't you cheat if it's in your head and your your uh, opt to choose outside of your 
partner you've chosen, aren't you cheating? Like because I think, I think that I think that was cheating what he was doing. I think that it's cheating to give me full access to him when mm. he absolutely has a partner. Mm. Now even if it even if it's not like even if he we're not even attracted, I'm just saying for me to be able to call him, whether it was about business or not, and any to say you know, you can call me. I want you to have the availability to me whenever you need me. That mm-hmm. That's cheating to me. Yeah, how about, I think, and, and this, is such, this is such an interesting conversation. And, and let me say I respect you as a host, and, and obviously I appreciate your subject matter. I think that this would be a topic for your show because turn the cheating thing on its head. Let's look at the converse of that. It's really mm-hmm. it's really about how does one define monogamy? You understand? Mm-hmm. So then what is monogamy? And mm-hmm. I think that two people who are exploring a monogamous relationship have to then talk about what does monogamy entail. So for example, if you and I are in a relationship that is quote unquote monogamous does monogamy mean that I cannot have any female friends from on a platonic level? Let's say if I have pre-existing female friends, what if I meet somebody in, at an event and I, I'm attracted to her, but I know that I'm with someone and we're not going to have sex? Is, is, does monogamy mean that I can't ask for her number to be a friend? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just raising that question. I dated a woman. Go ahead. You want me to pause? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's interesting that you say that because that was another immediate responses or explanations to what he had, I guess, offered to me. He said, my my wife has male friends, too, who are single. Exactly. And I was like, oh, but, uh, so? <laughs> I mean, yes, so, yes, I mean. Exactly. So, so I think, I think. And, and this is why relationships in 2015, or I would even say in the new millennium, are not so cut and dry. You understand? Well, it, it's just not that way today. Maybe when my grandparents and your grandparents were, were getting married, you understand? And maybe when my mother and father got married, it was more clear cut. And I've said this in private conversations. I've said publicly, we don't live in a black and white world. We live in a world with shades of gray. No pun intended in terms of, of the movies. We live in a great world. And, and I think that because of the complexities of society, that individuals have to define for themselves what it is. What is a relationship? Huh. What does that mean? What is monogamy? I, I dated a, a woman several months ago who, though she never said it explicitly, her definition of monog- monogamy was you don't have any female friends, period, past, present, and future. Now, to me, that's a prison. That's not a relationship, and we don't, we're not together today in part because of that. But you understand what I'm saying? And, and again, picking up on, on what we talked about in your, in your last show, I think it's really about how, you know, getting this out on the table, having the oh. conversation, establishing the ground rules. You know, Mike, monogamy means that you don't, with any other woman other than me and the women in your family. Okay. That, that is, either I can accept is that, that what or not. it means? 
No, no, no. I'm not saying that's what it means. I'm just saying saying that the conversation needs to be had. So, for example, this gentleman, whoever he was, maybe he wasn't trying to sleep with you, maybe in fact, and he he was deceptive because he never told you he was mad and he was playing games, but then he never asked. Come on, homie. You know what I'm saying? Right. As I said, it's only special. Come on, homie. You know the deal, bro. You're right. trying to hide that. Okay, that said, that said, she told you, look, Empress, I'm married. And this is a real man. And I don't know this man from Shannon Payne, but now a real man uh-huh. and a mature man would be up front and out and say, look, Empress, I want you to know this. I'm attracted to you. I'd like uh-huh. to get to know you better. I need to listen, uh-huh. lady, who are listening to, I need to let you know that I'm a married man. See, uh-huh. that, you know what? That just clears the air, and it, it, uh-huh. it gives you a frame of reference. And, ladies, it would give you, whoever's listening, a frame of reference. But, see, too often, we as men, not all men, but we, we, we're sloppy cheaters, and we have no, put it like this, Father, for saying it, we have no balls when it comes to that. We want to play freaking games, but ultimately the play uh-huh. gets played. You know what I'm saying? The true man is going to be upfront and honest about his situation. I, I'm going to stand on it. If he's married and wants to be unfaithful, well, homie, be honest about that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I think that to try to create this brand new uh, conversation or defining of monogamy is just an excuse to allow more in of what people want when that's going to be like so huge, I mean, because for, for one person it's going to mean this, for another person it's going to mean that. It just is what it is. Is that not the truth? I mean, when you get married, I don't care what level of marriage you get, whether you're marrying because you're pregnant, whether you're married because you're in love, you found your soulmate, I don't care. But marriage in today as it was 20, 30, 50 years ago, means that you've chosen this particular partner for a certain level of relationship. And to extend yourself out, well, that's, I mean, does it not? I mean, does it It not? I think think that we we have to accept the fact that we live in a world with greater complexity ever had. We have the blended family phenomenon. We have uh, women who are old, getting older and not being married, waiting later to have children. Do you understand? We have men who may be waiting longer to have children. I think we can. We, we don't have the same assumption anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't. And, and, I, and I think in particular when it comes to, you know, my background in ministry, I'm a former pastor, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I say that only to say this, I think, for those of us who come from a Christocentric standpoint, we embrace perhaps a particular set of values, but we can't assume that other people do. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. So monogamy, so yes, I, I contend we have to have that conversation because we can't assume that, that two people who are talking about monogamy mean the same thing about it. We can't assume. It, it, it would be nice if that were the case but we live in a world with much greater complexity than we have seen heretofore in, in our history. So I think we can't assume that monogamy means the same thing to everybody because it doesn't. And I think that's mm-hmm. the problem. I think, for example, as, as we talked about, when a woman sleeps with a man and is intimate with that man, for her it means we're together. But, but why? If you never said that to that man, 
And if you never got a sheet, obtained his understanding of what that means, why would you assume that? There's no, there's no logical basis for it. You understand what I'm saying? So, and I think that's where a lot of women get into trouble because you are engaging in a behavior with one understanding that the man who you are engaging in it with may have a totally different understanding. And then once you find out that he just wanted to be intimate, you get mad or jealous or hurt or whatever, but you never you never said, well, you know, you know listen, my brother, if, you, if we're intimate, that means we're together. Or say, before I'm intimate with you, what will that mean to you? See, but we don't have those conversations. I'm telling you we don't have those conversations. In, in uh-huh. most cases, we don't have those conversations. And it's not a function of race, age, or socioeconomic sense, all of that. We make, uh-huh. in, our, in our relationships, we make too many assumptions that just aren't true. Lord Jesus, because let me tell you something. Women talk so much more than men. We are able to delve into the depths of what we're going to eat. So I, right. I'm almost inclined to say that that is, too, another uh, excuse because I think something's just just like this, okay, scenario. Mm-hmm. Men all the time, all the time, <laughs> men all the time say that certain things you cannot expect that I'm going to do all of this, da-da-da-da-da, and um, you not uh, give up the goods. Okay, first of all, I didn't know. I honestly, just the same type of uh, ignorance that you say these men didn't even, weren't even thinking like that, that, or they were thinking like that. Women have that too. I didn't know because you bought me something to eat that you thought you was going to get some draws. Like, that don't even equal to me. It I, doesn't I, nothing, nothing equal, right. But for some men, they anticipate that if they spend enough money, they give enough time, they do enough thing, that something is going to happen, and that is not necessarily the truth. What in the world is any different than the unspoken expectation of you at least just disclosing what you are? Because Agreed. the choice is, is, is still there of whether or I, not I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. I agree. I think, I think efforts for me, and, and again, my, my whole, my passion is to speak to women from a man's perspective. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain that posture, if you will, because I think women need to hear things from a man's perspective. As you and I have discussed, and I and I mm-hmm. want to thank you again for having me on the show, ladies. Mm-hmm. It is in your best interest to, to if, if if you don't get it, if you don't put it on the table, get it on the table. Just like last night. When I went out with this young lady, and, uh-huh. and I asked her, what time do you need to be home? And she said, well, why did you ask? See, why did you ask? See, what are you trying to say? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And maybe her uh-huh. initial knee-jerk reaction was, oh, he's trying to get me a bed. But that wasn't the case. But instead of assuming that, she asked a clarifying question. So if a man is telling you from the door, if I take you to this nice restaurant, and I spend more than a hundred, let's say eighty dollars on this joint meal that I expect X, Y, and Z when it's done. Well, then, then if a man is going to say that, then either you're going to need to do that or say, well, I'm not about that just because you took me out. I mean, it's, to me, it's very simple if if we uh-huh. remove emotions from it. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, so, so 
that doesn't mean you have to. If he's telling you before he takes you out that this is what I expect if I take you out, and I'm not going to do all this, that, and the other if you're not mm-hmm. and you're not going to do and you're not going to sleep with me. But he's already telling you what he wants. And the problem, that is the problem in my mind is women either one or two things. Either either they they don't take the man foolish, or they still sleep mm-hmm. with him and still have the expectation. Now that I have. We're together. No, well, he's already met. He know that that's what he wants, and for whatever reason, listen. What for whatever reason, a lot of men are sex focused, and you know what? It is what it is. And, and, and ladies, and ladies, listen. Please understand this. You're not going to change a man. A man must change himself. If he's telling you that that's how he rolls, so to speak then you got to take that seriously and decide how you're going to respond. Because, ladies, you have the power of choice. Uh, you, can't get, you can't get mad at, at Kevin or Kwame if he had told you, look, that there's a nice restaurant in New York called Smith & Walensky's where they don't even put the prices on the menu. So you know it's going to be expensive. So now, brother takes you to Smith & Walensky's, and he's telling you, yo, yo baby, uh, I'm not taking you to this restaurant. I'm buying you forty to fifty dollars worth of drinks and spending a hundred and hundred fifty on on our meals. If, if something is not, we're not going to the hotel when it's done. Now, okay, if he's uh-huh. telling you that, if he's telling you that from the door, uh-huh. then you can say, well, you know what? I'm not going to. So you're you're trying to buy my sex. So then you, you decline right. the invitation. You decline the invitation. Right. Right. Or right. Or be even more proactive. And I have this whole concept called defensive dating. Like defensive driving, in defensive driving, you drive assuming the other person can't drive. <laughs> you know, in defensive dating, likewise, you, you date from a, not a paranoid perspective, but a self-protective standpoint. You understand? So, ladies, you got to ask the man, well, listen, we're going out to dinner. What is it that you expect when dinner is done? Why not put it, ladies, you know how men roll most of the time? Why not put it on the table? Why, why have a reactionary and passive standpoint? My whole position is mm-hmm. this. Be more proactive, lady. Be more forthright. You control the dynamic. Unfortunately, this society has, has conditioned women to be passive recipients of the advances of men, as opposed mm-hmm. to, in my estimation, in my position, be proactive protectors of your own relationship destiny. Lord have mercy. Mm. I just see that it's going to be a lot of hungry hammers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, ladies. You know, it's like I, I met a young lady almost 20 years ago now who said this to me. She said, Michael, I am in full possession of my sexuality. Whoa. Mm. Ladies, wow. you must come to the place, if you're not already there, that you mm-hmm. are in full possession of your sexuality. And in Ooh. full possession of your relationship destiny. Take charge of your relationship destiny. Do not leave it in the hands of another man to take charge of your relationship destiny. You take charge of your relationship destiny. There, thereby, and therefore, there will be no excuse. Because what happens, ladies, you let a man control the situation, and then when it turns up and turns out the way you like, now you're mad, now you're bitter, now you're pissed off, now all men are dogs, now he's a bitch. Why? You let him control what? the situation. So you got oh, to you're saying, 
how what what is saying I am in control of my sexual? What did you say? My sex? Because I'm, I'm in full. Say I'm, I'm, in, I'm in full. Write it down, ladies. I'm in full <laughs> possession of my sexuality. Well, I what as I thought about it, when she made mm-hmm. the statement and it was so impactful, we didn't tease it out. I think what she mm-hmm. said is this: I, I'm aware. Of of my of who I am as a sexual being, mm-hmm. I am aware of what I like and what I do not like. I mm-hmm. I have the power to choose who I am intimate with. I'm going mm-hmm. to take charge of that encounter. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. a passive. It's contrary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to initiate whatever if I choose to, and that's powerful, ladies. That is so powerful. But understand that runs counter to what you have been conditioned to believe in this is, and I'm getting I'll probably get in trouble by saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway, not only in society but in religious institutions, because religious institutions historically have been run by men. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm That's true. Uh, yeah. Yep. So yep. so uh-huh. so ladies, you can still be feminine, classy, sexy, all of that, and you can take charge of your relationship destiny. In other words, you can find what you want in a relationship and you go out and get it. You pick choosing your shoes. You put the you name the elephants in the room. You know most men, ninety nine point nine percent of men are gonna if they're attracted to you, they're gonna they're gonna wanna have sex with you. And you know that. So why play with that? Why why deny that? You understand? and also ladies, why use that as somewhat of a tool of control? So you can win the play games too. Let's, let's put that yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. Yes, and, they and do. The I, listen, the way I cut through that in my dating life, and, and because I, I do this relationship thing on 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 mm-hmm. radio, and soon to be on television with my partner uh, Martin and Johnson, the, so I try to practice what I preach. So what I do, because I've learned the whole game, I'm like, you know, I put it on the table from the door. So that way, let's get it out of the way now. See, mm-hmm. because it's ten women, every one man to race. And, and pardon my way of saying it, but i got to keep it real. And my son's in the studio with me now, so he's going to hear me say it, and I may have to explain it what I'm saying later on. But, let, but I tell women, my mindset is no woman has the golden pussy. No, no woman has the golden pussy. In other words, don't think that you have the only one, because you don't. No, I'm keeping it real. I'm not trying to be offensive, Empress and two ladies. I'm not trying to offend you. But two women think that their pussy's made of gold. I lost my virginity at 13 years old. I'm 50 years old now, so I've been having sex for 37 years. Do you honestly think that there's any one woman whose pussy is that good that it trumps all others? What? Stop, ladies. Stop thinking ah. about No, see, I'm saying, hey, not me. As I say, not me. Ladies, I'm telling you. I'm saying that forever. Yes. This is why we, you and I connect on a professional because, we, you know, we both have insight. Ladies, I'm, I'm trying to help y'all out because I love y'all. Understand that. I love, I love y'all, and I want to help y'all. Don't think your pussy's uh-huh. made of gold because it's not. I, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. How, how significant can a vagina be? Let's just keep uh-huh. it real. Okay? <laughs> Let's keep it real. I, you know, as I said, I feel my health now. Let's keep it real. Stop yes, it. yes, 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 I wanted, yes. I want to dispel that, that myth. Okay, maybe uh-huh. it's a little bit tighter. You know, maybe maybe uh-huh. your head game is a little bit stronger. You know, maybe you know how to ride it a little bit better. They let me hear it from the back a little bit stronger, but understand that 37 years of sex, I don't probably have it, just like you give it to me. So you got to so understand that you got to bring more to the table than just your sex. I'm just saying. But listen, most men of color, I, 
the same thing is true on the other end, too, because sure I know it, it sure several is. women who will go, and, and, and you know, we, we are not built like you guys. We are not strong and just having to <laughs> have it like that. You know, sometimes we are, but, you know, we're just as sexual as you all are or not. But oh, yeah. I know some women who will leave the sex altogether gone. They don't have to have it because he is so good to them. Like, I'm, I'm like, I was kind of baffled by it because I'm just a Leo. And I'm baffled, we too. Don't do that. We, we, we just don't do that very well. I mean, because I think that it is a... A, a, a tangible uh, intimacy. It is a tangible meeting of the minds when you have good sex. But some women are just to a point of satisfaction, and they they are really satisfied, like they good. Like, well, you know what? Let me jump, can I jump in up with right, let, you? Let sure can, this, ladies. Let me just say this, and that for sisters, we need we need to actually you and I need to just talk about these these issues because see, ladies understand something about men. Now I I gotta. I'm, I'm I'm a little influenced by my my partner, uh, Marshall and Tyrone Johnson, also known as Mr. Direct. He does a show on Real, called Real Talk on Block Talk Radio. That said, you know he 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 is straight with no chaser. He he doesn't care whether you like what he's saying or not. I'm gonna put it like I'm gonna put it in two ways. So for the real the real class professional ladies who, who want it really intellectually, I'll put it to you like in in, in a way. And for those who maybe a little bit hood, you like a little bit kind of love and hip hop ish. I'm gonna put it to you in another way, ladies. Please understand this. You, you, you may come to that place where this man is so good, you're married to him, or you've been with him for a long time. That sex is not important to you. Okay, understand this, ladies. Most men I know are not wired like that. We must, on a on a regular basis, and that varies from man to man. We must have an orgasm on a regular basis. Understand that, ladies. Now watch this. It has nothing to do with our love or lack of love for you. If you don't give it to us, we're going to find a way to get it. All right. That's for the classmates. Now, for those who, who like who are of the love and hip-hop type genre, who like it raw and, and gutter and, and ratchet, listen, a man's going to find a way to bust him up. Oh. Whether, whether he busted with you or with somebody else. So, ladies, is, is it, is it, is it, am I being too am I being too graphic? No, no, to help the it's ladies a, out. Uh, uh-uh. uh, you good? Because it's gonna be some busting going on. It's gonna yeah, you be some busting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, ladies. So, so don't get as they say. Don't get it twisted, ladies. That's okay. uh, that's how we, that's how again most men. I can't say all men, but most men that I know been around, we we need to get it. You you can't lay up uh-huh. in the bed with us for months on end, and I'm good. I got the house. And I got the car, my man provides for me, and I get all that. I understand all that. But listen, you better shake off the cobwebs. You better get a checkup from the neck up. You better give your man some because I'm going to tell you something. Not that you made him cheat, but you gave to have to exam, examine other options to get his sexual needs mm-hmm. satisfied. I'm telling you, baby, mm-hmm. why do you think strip clubs yeah. are so popular? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Oh. Hey. I don't know. Cause... Hey. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, and you know what? Let, let me put let me put it on the table so y'all don't think I'm seeking secondhand information. I'm wired like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered. I said, I said, you know, it, it's interesting. There must be a, a, a some kind of connection between a woman's mind and her vagina because most women, mm-hmm. women that I know, 
It's like I'm not in a relationship. I'm not having sex. Y'all can disconnect it. I don't. I don't understand that because we as men uh-huh. we can't disconnect that. Now if, if we're playing uh-huh. sports and no sex before the game, and I'm a boxer as a hobby, so you know no sex before the fighter, you know no sex before a hard falling cool. Or if I'm making a particular spiritual commitment for X amount of time, all right, is there, there's a rationale for it. But as a lifestyle uh-huh. practice, look. Uh-huh. I'm going to find a way to get my knees done. And I tell women that. So they don't think, you know, I, I'm not thirsty, my dear. I said, look, I'm going to have to have sex with you because I know how to get my knees met. So, so well, I tell you. You understand what I'm trying to I'm say? A, I'm going to keep it Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why some women don't. And this is so far. It's not really that far because I think this is the explanation as to why men feel the need to misrepresent themselves. It's because of this very fact. Because you, it's, yes. it's stroking your ego. To be able to, to like some men say, I just want to make sure I can I can still get this reaction, or I still got game, I still can pull yeah. them. Like, That's I, part I, of you it. know, I, I, yeah, yeah, some of it, but like whatever. But I'm gonna tell you about these women, and I'm just speaking from some of the women that I've either interviewed or we've had on the show or whatever. Some mm-hmm. of these women just don't even know that they're not having an orgasm; they're just having a lot of wit. Sex. They're not having the orgasm. If you don't have that, then you don't miss it. You don't even know well, that you're not getting to that point. So, and 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 I, these ain't no young chickens. And I'm talking about there is, you know, it, it's not in the number of times for women. Like for men, wow. they, oh. they, you know, for for men, they do this. You know, they they can have a lot of, and they have learned their body well enough by a certain point because of that, because it functions on a totally different level. Whereas on a woman, those ways to get to that orgasmic uh, climax does not necessarily take frequency of time. It is the entirety of the uh, experience, you know, especially when a woman is just done been here well, done done everything, She's desensitized to let her body be sensitive enough to have an orgasm. And I'm just going to go on and be transparent. I was one of them. Wow. I was one of them. Yes, I was one of them. I had not, I had had two whole babies. Huh. <laughs> oh, two whole like, babies. I done had two whole babies, y'all. That's how that's how my grandma wow. would do. That's how my grandma when my grandma would tell people uh business, she would say she didn't had a whole baby. Like you can have half of something. She had a whole baby. Not two cars. A whole I had a whole wedding. A whole two babies by this man had had sex with him prior to us getting married, and only him, wow. might I add. Wow. And ha- and it wasn't nothing popping off for real. It wasn't until I had removed some of my my personal, uh, indis- you know, what I didn't like about myself. I had some personal issues about my body, mm-hmm. about my life, about my wantings, about my needs, about my satisfactions. I was just so, I had all of these holes in myself, so every time I was doing something, it was just filling out. It was not until I got hold myself and then a man got hold of me. Oh, mm. <laughs> I have so, so, right. 
So, mm-hmm. so let me let me jump in, and, and I think I think Empress, and this is definitely mature content. And I, ladies, I hope that you are are appreciating this conversation. I'll be mm-hmm. I'll think it goes back to my earlier point that ladies, you have to be in become or be in full possession of your sexuality. What and then mm-hmm. you have to listen. You may have to experiment with your body to know, to know what brings you to the place of orgasm. Now, I don't know what, what a, a woman's orgasm feels like because I'm not one. I know what it feels Baby. like when a woman has one. Yeah, listen, I know what it feels like when a woman has one and tell me that mm. she's about to have one. I mean, just, I'm just being honest, okay? You know, mm-hmm. for a man, it, the best way I can describe a man's orgasm, it is, it is an intense physiological, emotional, and spiritual explosion. Pleasure. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. Now, maybe that's how I would describe it. And, and, and ladies, so you have to, it is your responsibility to learn your body well enough to know what brings you to orgasm, even if you've got to bring yourself and know, oh, that was what it was. All right, here's the, here's the piece with respect to a man. See, we have to be a little bit selfless because as, as a man is like a father to me, said to me, you know, he's a, he's a player. You, you know, you know, we get one, but women can have mm-hmm. multiple orgasms. So, so we got to mm-hmm. be careful about that. See, so, so I, I've always, in my intimate, intimate, intimate encounters, pardon me, I've always made sure that the woman that I was with was pleased first. Mm-hmm. And 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 part of that is learning her body, or if you really want to be simple about it, ask her. Ask her. Baby, do what that. does it take? Yeah, right. What is it? What does it take to please you? So, how about this? Uh-huh. Let me give you a real concrete case. I was with a woman some time ago who said, "My, if you're on top, I like it soft and easy. If you hit it from the back, I like it hard." Now, uh-huh. only a fool wouldn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, and that was so freeing. So that, so what that said was that she had analyzed her responses to, to sex and uh-huh. discovered this is what I like. So, ladies, why not tell a man what you like? And brothers uh-huh. and any men listening, ask your woman whether it's your girlfriend, your jump off, the one you just met at the club, or the event. My brother, ask her what you like. Ask her what she likes. I'm gonna tell you, if you please her, she's likely to come back for more. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and brother, let me. If I was the church, and brother, let me tell you, but I'm not Nothing so, so, is what so, you done done. 
and I totally believed that he was going to delete it, and I was totally wrong. Yeah, that's he, how it happened. He bought the freak out of me. That's what it is. You know, Michael Baby did the freak and everybody. Right. He bought it out. Yeah, he bought it out. But see, he I allowed know. me to just be. He just allowed me to be who I was, and it's exactly. not that I was. I'm proud of it. I'm not even an advocate right. that you do that because it always has repercussions. But the truth of that situation is that he allowed me to just be. Mm-hmm whatever and whoever I was, and I that is what I wanted. It had nothing to do with the sex, even though he was that fire. But, but I'm just saying. He released I'm, you to be who you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My girl, my girl got something to say. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's just the excitement of, you know, you just feel like you're speaking. <laughs> it makes it more fun, which it ain't right either. But I don't know. It's just something. I don't know. But I went through you the know, same thing, had the same conversation with the wife and all of that, but I didn't have no oh, sex wow. like that. But, you know, oh. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, you, know, you know, it was a design, it was the same situation. You know, so, if I can interject briefly, you know, if I, don't, I don't understand, and ladies, maybe you can help me out of this. Why do wives talk to the mistress? Why not talk to your husband? It well, like if you watch, you, you understand, I mean, because, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you why she couldn't, because the easier and the expected hurt that that woman, that wife has, is supposed like society says it's supposed to be with her. Like, you don't see the wife fighting with the husband. They either are together or they're not. You don't see the undertone of the conversations of what did you do to her? What did she do that I didn't do? Like all of what really, really is supposed to happen, you never see that. You never discuss that. And if it happens, it's ugly. It's so ugly. It's not entertaining. It's hurtful. People are crying. People are hurting. People are having to abandon everything that they thought in their head and had in their heart and had in their life plans for an impossibility where society said, beat her ass, talk to her crazy, call her phone, send text pictures all over the world. You know, that's, that's what society embraces when she's not the insult. Men... Being the the issue, not the issue, but I'm just saying it's so much easier to see and to tolerate two women fight with each other rather than a wife having to ask this man these questions that he may or may not even have to answer. Like, Like the details, like this, she wanted to know some things that he didn't have to know if she had done it because she had cheated on him too. He didn't have to know that. Which is weird. I don't don't understand it. As a man, let me just say this. If I was called, if I was in that situation, let me put it like this. If I was in that situation and my lady cheated on me, I'm not going to call a man. I'm going to deal with her. Right. Why why would I want to, you know, he's because he's not the issue. She chose. You see what I'm saying? And, and likewise, the husband shows, and women, again, I have to say this to women, and I'll be brief because there's another call, and sister, I guess you're going to hear what you have to say. Ladies, you, you think you're going to stop your man from cheating by going through his phone and, and, and going through his Facebook and email? That's not going to stop him. It's going to make him cheat harder. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. Exactly. 
And you know, that's calling a woman, you just gonna piss him off. Calling a woman and you know, you sleeping with my man? Cause that's just drama. That's just drama that some mm-hmm. people like to have, but it, it doesn't solve the problem. It really does. You had something to say, Carla? I'm like, well, just what he's saying, like, why are you always approaching the female? And like I told her, I was like, maybe y'all need to have a bit of communication, you know, exactly. with each other. Mm-hmm. I said, because you calling me and you thinking, like, well, he's not going to tell me the truth and I'm going to tell you everything. I said, I'm not about to entertain these shenanigans because obviously he's lying to both of us. Exactly. All I knew that you was the baby mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we broke up. I didn't know that you were the wife. <laughs> You know, I was like, he's telling you lies, he's telling you lies. He's not coming home, and, you know, you went to snooping and you found what you got. But, uh-huh. you know, I mean, you knew what kind of man he was before me. You just told exactly. me out of your mouth that he'd been cheating on you numerous times with more women. But you decided uh-huh. this was before you even got married. So you're a fool for marrying him when he cheated uh-huh. on you and did all of this on you then. So, yeah, and I'm like, I'm, it ain't right for me, but you know what you ain't. Right. Exactly. Right. I'm going I'm to tell you, but the freedom that came to me, um, absolutely, I promise you, and this ain't for the show effect. I wish I had a little button that had some music that would go good with this, but I don't. <laughs> there is no better feeling than making, you know, getting that truth out to the appropriate people because I actually, you know, and, and this is no lie, my hand is to the sky right now. I promise you I was on my way from home. I was convicted in myself, but I wasn't convicted enough that it didn't get me up there. And I say it almost without, I don't think I said it out loud, but I say if if, if she ever, you know, because I had a feeling that she must be wanted because he changed, she must still want this. Because, of course, he's going to present it in a way that things will change. It's complicated, blah, 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 blah. When she called, that was enough for me. I I didn't have no multiple calls. I had one call. And I said, listen, okay, I said, oh, my God. I said, first of all, you know, all I can say is I'm sorry at this point, but I can promise you from this day forward, I'm not touching that man. I don't care if y'all, and they divorced. They got divorced, and he, he has remarried since then. He told me I was going to be his third wife, and I said, the devil is a lie. I don't want you. I don't. But the thing exactly. is, until I made it right with her, because I had done the wrong with him, I had to apologize to this woman. I had to tell her what she needed to know for her sake. It wasn't to blast her or whatever, but whatever she needed because I owed it to that relationship. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way. It was so, ooh, I felt, I literally did. I felt a spiritual relief because I knew I that I did not plan on this happening this way, but I also knew I was in a selfish place. I wanted what I wanted, and I felt like I deserved whatever I wanted by any means that it came to me, and I was staring that right in the face, and I said, I want this clean for me. I do not want this karma coming back to get me, and I had to sit down with that woman, and actually we spent a whole New Year's together, me, him, her, and some other friends and stuff, and I was scared in the back of my mind, but in my heart, I was done. Like, I knew I I had no purposeful hammerish ways. 
And I think that it usually happens with most people in these ways. This is why these men are bidding and showing themselves to be single and not fully disclosed in the same way these women are are in a need. It's the same thing just on mm. the other end because women can do it too. Women going to the club exactly. and I'm going mm-hmm. out with my girlfriends and you taking your behind out of town with some single women and you acting single and you doing some stuff that single women do, knowing if your husband was there, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, so, I mean, I think efforts, it, it, it goes back to a few things, one of which is if the marriage, if, if two people are not happily married, then do what it takes to do what it takes to become happy in your marriage or end the marriage. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's just it's unfortunate, like, like you said earlier in the show. Why, why are there mm-hmm. Facebook statuses, if you will, relationship status, with complicated? Well, what's complicated? I mean, either you're married or you're not married. Either you're mm-hmm. dating or you're not married. And I'm not judging any, anybody's situation. I'm just saying, why is it complicated? If it, or, and if it is, why not simplify it? And I'm not, I'm not advocating for divorce per se. I am mm-hmm. saying if you if you if you can't make a good a bad situation good, why stay together? And if you don't want to make a bad situation good, why stay together? You understand? So both of y'all could be miserable. Then you got to go get this jump off and that jump off, and then she got to get the jump off. And maybe now my brother, you didn't have some good jump off, and now you made a woman pregnant outside of marriage, and now you got a now you have a two children in your marriage, and one on the way outside of the marriage. You understand? But and and and. It, it's insanity. Hmm. And although it makes good entertainment on reality TV, it makes bad living in real life. Mm. It makes for high blood pressure and headaches. That's what it does. You're damn, you're, you're damn right. You know, so... <laughs> it, well, anyway. listen, we are at the we are at the ten minute mark on the show. Anybody All have right. anything else to say before I play my last new commercial? I'm not gonna say commercials next time because it's just gonna be a part of the show. And I'm hoping that anybody listening that wants something advertised to let me know, and I will do that for you, uh, Michael. Before you go, please introduce your show so we can know when to listen to Surely. you. Surely, I. I... I am the host of Real Relevant and Raw Relationship Radio at its best. Real Relevant and Raw broadcast every Monday evening from 10 p.m. Eastern Time until 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. The URL for the show is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash real, all one word. Uh, tomorrow's topic is how to fail your way to success. I'm the last two shows have been a little motivational. Then we're going to get back to our relationship topics. And also, as a partner, and we are starting a series of live events in New Jersey and within the next mm. few months coming coming to a city near you. If you want to come to Alabama, if you want to set it Yay! up. Yes. And Real and Raw <laughs> is the concept behind Real and Raw are two men talking to women from a man's perspective. So we're already getting questions from women, and we're going to answer those questions. So for instance, when we come to Alabama, we need to promote this, and, and we need to have women come out, tell us anything that you want to hear from a man's perspective, any question you have. Why are men on Facebook? Why do men 
these sex on a regular basis? Should I really wait three months to sleep with a man? And whatever. All those questions, we've already taped our first episode, and so we are beginning a movement in, in which we're going to help women think differently about their relationships with respect to men. I just want to say this finally. So it is our task at Real Raw to give you affirmation and information so that we can help you bring about a transformation in your relationship. Well, we will be listening. We will be there on Mondays. And right before the Empress Goes Empire, one of my commercials. The first impression is a lasting impression, so what you look like does matter. Start the year off with a new look, a change, a beginning for 2015. Portia at Soho's Beauty Salon specializes in silk press and full head extensions. She's located at 231 State Farm Parkway, Homewood, Alabama, or you can call for an appointment at 205-807-1736. Tell her the Empress sent you. The Atlanta Mardi Gras Ball is returning once again, Saturday, February the 7th, 2015, to celebrate and pay homage to the Carnival's most popular tradition. From Mobile, Alabama to Atlanta, Georgia, let the good times roll. Text ATL Mardi Gras to 545454. Again, that's just text ATL Mardi Gras to 545454. It's a BYOB affair. Tell them the Empress sent you. Yes, tell them the Empress sent you and tell them that tonight we is not going to take second seat. We are going to define who we are and we are in full possession of our sexuality. So, yes, I'm going to use it. Yes, Bucci, I'm going to. Use it. We're going to end the show with the newest song from my girl, Beyonce. I done fell in love with this song, and um, I don't know if she even can make a song that I don't like. Like, I like everything that she that she says. Everything that she puts out, I'm just, like, stupid in love with it. No, I'm not lesbianic. Not tonight. I'm just really in love with this song, if I can find it. Like every time I get myself ready for the the most uh popular shows I will I would say or the most popular topics I would say, people just be tripping on how they release my music to me. But um of course this song I, I found myself I I kinda stumbled upon it because I didn't even realize that it was her didn't know that it was her until I kept looking. And, of course, my little babies, my little children got home this evening, and I fell in love with them all over again. But, um, yeah, well, let's just let's just listen to the song. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be back coming on Wednesdays. Wednesdays going to be hot. It's going to be good. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about all the types of love. We're going to talk about the love language that you are expressing so that you can understand why you're getting back what you're getting back. It ain't him. It's you.
like I wish she said I'm beautiful. I wish it didn't hurt at all. I don't know how I got here. I was the one, the one who had his heart. Until you had enough, then you took that ring off. You took that ring off. You're tired of the lies and trying, trying, trying. You took that ring off. Oh, now the fun begins. Just a step up and you love. Though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.